Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When Jake told me he had something to show me, I was curious, but also a little worried. He'd been my best friend since junior high, and I loved and trusted him like a brother. But I also couldn't forget that three months earlier, he'd been in an institution instead of living across town. The story of that had ended up with him being diagnosed with schizophreniform disorder and sent for inpatient treatment, but it started by Jake freaking out in a college algebra class. I wasn't there, but supposedly he was screaming in some language no one understood and attacked his professor. And in the days that followed, he told the doctors that he'd been dreaming for weeks about living in another part of the world, though he wasn't sure where. According to his parents, he didn't remember screaming and biting his math professor at all. With therapy and meds, he got better over time. And if you asked him if any of that stuff had been real, other than the biting of course, he'd look embarrassed and shake his head, tell you that it had all been crossed wires in his head, and that he was better now. And I think most people believed him. But I knew Jake well, maybe better than anyone, and I could see it in his eyes when he looked my way. He was lying or at least holding something back. We started hanging out again fairly regularly as life allowed, but I still felt tense around him. Not because I thought he was dangerous, but because I wanted him to be okay, and I felt responsible for watching him closely for any sign that he still needed help. But when he showed up at my apartment 20 minutes later, I could see he was excited and it actually made me relax a little. The meds made him calmer and flatter in some ways, and while that was probably a good thing, it also made him seem different. This was more like the old Jake, full of energy and ready to tell you or show you something funny or awesome. He'd referenced the video on the phone, and when he came in, I saw he had his laptop under one arm. I raised an eyebrow at him. What? We couldn't look it up on YouTube or something. He grinned as he set the laptop on the kitchen counter and opened it up. Nope, not this. It's special. On his screen was a website, showing what looked like video from a camera perched high up on a pole or building and pointed out over a multi-lane freeway and part of some city on the far side. 
there, the sun was bright, and you could see steady streams of cars going in both directions, and in the upper left part of the camera's view, you could see a long pedestrian bridge with people passing to and fro, oblivious to our scrutiny. I glanced at him. Is this live or a video? Jay grinned. It's live. It's Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I glanced back at the video. That made sense. It was after 10 at night where we were, but it was probably the next morning there. But still. Um, I mean, that's neat and all, but I've seen city cameras before. Lots of places live stream now. Is there some- Shut up, here she comes. I followed where his finger was emphatically jabbing at the screen. Coming towards the camera along the footbridge was a squat woman with black and grey hair that looked to be in her late fifties. The image, while good quality, wasn't clear enough to show her face in any real detail, but her movements were stiff and strange, as though she were aching with every step, or maybe had sleptwalked the entire way there. I looked back over at Jake. Who is that? He gave a small laugh. I don't know a name. It doesn't matter, but I know her. She's the one I've been dreaming about for months. My stomach began to curl in on itself. Jake, have you taken your meds today? He didn't look at me, but I saw his jaw clench and jump before he spoke. I did, but it doesn't make a difference. I'm not crazy. I never was. Just just shut up and listen to me. He tapped the screen where the woman had come to a stop on the middle of the bridge. This woman, I knew she was going to come to the bridge because I made her do it. I spent half the afternoon picturing it until I knew it had set in. My mind was racing with what I should do next. Do I call someone? Try to get him to go to the doctor? What if he got weirder or even violent? Maybe I should just hear him out and then go from there. Um, I don't really understand what you're talking about. Still looking at the screen, he let out a long breath. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy. That's why I want to show you. Give me just a second. I have to concentrate. Jake let his arms hang down by his sides as he stared intently at the video feed. After over a minute of awkward silence, he started to raise his right hand, first to his head, then above it stretched up and straight like he wanted to answer a question in class. I was about to ask what he was doing, when I saw it. The woman on the bridge was raising her hand too. Heart pounding, I looked between the video and Jake. He was raising his other arm in the same way, and about three or four seconds behind, the woman was doing the same thing. He turned to beam at me, and to my horror, I saw the woman turning to smile in our direction as well. What, what the hell is this? Some kind of internet trick? He snorted. No trick. I'll show you. Ask me to do something. 
something simple. I don't have good control yet. I started shaking my head. Look, I don't know what this is, but it's freaking me out. Jake scowled at me. Don't be a wuss. Tell me to do something. Simon says. Taking a step back, I rolled my eyes in irritation to hide my growing fear. Fine, jump up and down. Giggling, he nodded and began jumping up and down while keeping both arms up. After a brief delay, the woman started doing the same thing, and when he stopped a few moments later, so did she. Okay, so how are you doing it? No, I can tell you still think it's fake. Pick something else, something harder. Look, I really don't want to... His face darkened into a scowl. Just do it, okay? Gritting my teeth, I nodded. Fine, slap yourself in the face. Hard. I thought this would call his bluff. Either the video woman wouldn't have done that, or if this was some elaborate hoax where he paid some stranger to mimic him through a hidden camera he brought with him or something, she'd hesitate to hurt herself. One way or another, it might stop whatever weird nonsense he was trying to pull. But no. He just smiled wider as he took a step back and placed a hand on the counter for support. Now that's more like it. The first slap across his face sounded loud as a gunshot in the small kitchen, and he let out a gasp of pain as the right side of his face immediately started to redden. I was so focused on him that it took me a moment to realize I was seeing her mimic him in my peripheral vision. Same spot, just as hard. Jeez, what? He hit himself a second time, even harder. She did the same, and this time, they were both bleeding from the nose when they straightened back up. Stop, just stop. He gave a soft laugh and then struck himself a third time, hard enough that he seemed unsteady on his feet. When I looked at the woman, she was holding onto the bridge railing like it was the only thing keeping her upright. I turned back to Jake and grabbed his arm. Stop that right now, you're hurting yourself and her. When he grinned at me this time, I could see a film of blood on his teeth. So, you believe me now? Shuddering, I gave a nod. I guess so. I mean, yes, I do. Stop hitting her, and you... I just... how... And then he told me. I started having strange dreams a year ago. It was like falling asleep as myself and waking up as another person. I've had dreams like that before, but not this long and detailed and real. I could move around for several hours sometimes, and I remembered all of it. I'd go out into the city. I figured out it was Kuala Lumpur, and when I was there, I could read and understand the language, even though I don't know any of that stuff when I'm awake. But the weirdest thing was, I was always the same person when I was over there. This woman on the bridge. It was like we were swapping. 
Now, I'm not crazy, and for a time I just assumed it was some kind of, like, lucid dreaming or something. I was dreaming versions of the same dream and just fooling myself into thinking it was real. This went on for months. And then one day, I dozed off in algebra class. I really don't remember what happened because I wasn't there. I don't know if this woman is normally asleep in my mind when I'm awake in hers, but this time, she sure the hell knew something was going on and freaked out. Thanks to her, I wound up in the loony bin, and now I have everyone looking at me like I'm Jeffrey Dahmer. Even you. Nah, don't deny it. It's okay. I don't blame you. But I hate it too. So I decided I needed to figure out what this was and try to either get rid of it or control it. I started trying different things in the hospital. Reading books on meditation and self-hypnosis, even astral projection. Most of it is hippie nonsense. But I got a few ideas that helped me to focus. I started feeling like I could feel her a little, even when I was awake, and over time, I started thinking I could maybe make her do something if I could concentrate on it hard enough. The first few tries, well, it's hard to say, it's not just in your imagination, right? I mean, how the hell am I going to know if some lady in Malaysia picks up a pencil because I wanted her to? But one night, when I was inside her in my dream, I went walking through the city. It was early afternoon there, and I remember walking for miles until I got to this freeway and this bridge. And it was then that I saw the camera up above. I asked the teenager that was passing what kind of camera that was, and that's when he said the magic words. It's a streaming webcam. He gestured at the woman on the bridge again as she started to wander off. I've been practicing this for weeks now. This is only the third time I've gotten her to the bridge. But once she's there, I can see that it works. And when I'm done, I just kind of let go. And she wanders on back home. I just stared at him. Jeez, man, that's a person. Even if this works like you're saying, that's messed up to just take someone over and hurt them and stuff. Jake grimaced at me. First off, save your moral judgments. You're the one that said slap in the face, not me. I've never heard it before. Oh, really? What the hell do you think she thinks when she wakes up halfway across the city and doesn't know how she got there? He looked uncomfortable at that, but gave a shrug. I don't know. And yeah, I have thought about that. But I don't know her and I don't know that she's not responsible for this in the first place, whatever it is. What I do know is that I'm not having people think I'm a nutter butter for the rest of my life, and if I don't know how to turn it off, I'm going to figure out how to prove to people that it's real. I let out a sigh. Damn, I get that. Not that I think you're crazy, not really. I just thought you had, like, a breakdown or something, you know. But this... I don't know that it's even safe to tell people about it. He frowned at that. What do you mean? Well, even if you get people to believe you, 
does that really help you? How do you know somebody won't just snatch you up to experiment on you or something? Jake's eyes widened. I hadn't really thought of that. I nodded. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a movie, but what part of this doesn't sound like some horror movie sci-fi nonsense? I reached out and gripped his shoulder. Maybe just leave it alone. I know you want to, like, vindicate yourself or whatever, but I know it now, and in time, other people will forget and treat you normal. When he started to shake his head, I gripped his shoulder harder. And if they don't, screw them. But you don't know what this is you're messing with, and you're messing with a stranger who either doesn't deserve it or is maybe causing it. Just close the door and see if it goes away over time. Tears in his eyes, he began to nod as he leaned forward and gave me a quick hug. Thanks, man. You're probably right. When we parted, I kept the smile on my face, despite the dark thoughts churning in my head. That the Jake I knew would never hurt someone else, even to prove the point he was trying to make. And that, when I looked over his shoulder at the webcam feed the last time, the woman had stopped wandering away. She was standing further down the bridge, looking at the camera. Staring right at me. Two more weeks went by, and while I didn't see Jake, we texted most days, and he seemed to be doing better. Said the dreams were still there, but he could usually get out of them after just an hour or two. We made plans to go hiking next weekend, but then, two nights ago, he was banging on my door in the middle of the night. When I opened up, he came rushing in, covered in sweat and clearly terrified. Someone's after me, man. I shut and locked the door behind him before turning to follow him into the living room. What are you talking about? Who's following you? He shrugged. I don't know for sure. I haven't seen them good enough, but it's the same red car for the last two days with heavy tint on the windows. Well, why don't you call the cops? Jake shook his head. They'd find out I just got locked up and think I'm being paranoid. You're the only one who knows I'm not crazy. I nodded. Okay, well, did they follow you here? I think so. I tried to lose them, but I don't know if I did. Moving past him, I went to the sliding doors leading out to the balcony. Opening them, I stepped out and looked down into the orange-lit parking lot below. My heart sank as I saw a red car parked next to my own, its windows too dark to see inside. Damn. Oh damn, are they... Damn. I looked over at him, even as his face grew tight with fear. Oh god, it's her. She's here. He was right. I'd been focused on the car at first, but directly underneath us was a short, older woman with black and grey hair that, well, I'd never seen her clearly, but I'd seen enough to know 
This looked like her. What was she doing all the way over? She found me. I... I need to go. I don't know what she can do. What she's capable of. It's not safe to... His legs kicking and his chest shuddering. I leaned over to help, but quickly realized I didn't know what to do. My first thought was to call 911, but then I realized how stupid I was being. This was all her fault, wasn't it? It wasn't a coincidence that she came all this way, and then he started having a seizure or whatever this was. Anger burning in my chest, I stood up, ready to shout down at her for her to stop it, to get lost and to leave him alone. But the words died in my throat as I saw her down there, staring up at me, tears streaming down her cheeks. She looked tight with tension as she murmured out just a handful of words. No, please, don't. I'm sorry. Then I saw the flash of a box cutter as she raised it to her throat and slashed it wet and wide. Even as she was falling over, I saw Jake sitting up and turning to look at me. His face split into a smile. Thanks for having me over. I think I'm okay now. I reached out to help him up. But when he met my eyes, I recoiled. I'm sure I am... We need to call the police. She, um... She's... Dead. He nodded as he rose to his feet. Yeah, sure. We can call the authorities. They should be made aware. Another glance my way. Are you okay too? I nodded and moved quickly off the balcony to get my phone. Grabbing it up. I stepped out of the apartment to make the call and waited in the breezeway until they arrived. Jake came out when the ambulance and police pulled up, and after we both told them several times that a strange woman we didn't know had hurt herself outside, they eventually left again with her body. I guess I should be getting home too. He smiled at me. Thanks again for your help. He sounded like I helped him with his car or something. See you again soon. I forced myself to meet her eyes for a moment. No, no, I don't think you will. I think it's better for both of us if you don't. The smile widened then. No, perhaps not. Still, my thanks. Have a good night. I shut the door then and bolted it, and even after I watched Jake's car drive away, I couldn't go to sleep. I didn't go outside again until today, but then I didn't have a choice. I was the only one there, a shabby funeral for an unknown foreigner that had inexplicably flown halfway around the world to die in front of a couple of strangers. Even the government-paid chaplain that did the eulogy could only speak in vague platitudes about the mysterious life and things unseen. He came over after to offer his condolences, and after an awkward pause, 
He asked me how I knew the departed. Tears in my eyes. I looked up and told him. He was my best friend. <laughs>